This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes. On your mark. Get set. Bake. Bake. <laughs> We're never going to get it together. <laughs> it's Carmel Week. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I really empathize with the bakers because as we talked about when I made the sticky toffee pudding, caramel is tricky. It's really tricky. It's it made me nervous the second they started and the second they started showing the previews. I was like, it's going to burn. This is just seconds yeah. or even moments, as Jurgen said. Mere like, moments. Mere moments. Even yes. a second. Jurgen is so scientific about it at the beginning. He's like, all it is is just sugar that's been caramelized. He, he comes in with the explanation of how sugar turns into caramel. He's like, yeah. it's just sugar that you, is caramel. <laughs> but not crystallized. And that's, not crystallized. Like, that's the thing, right, guys, with caramel is that you want it to caramelize but not crystallize. And it's sort of like this. I mean, you know, it's not really magic, but that it feels like magic when you're doing it and you're like, please work, please work, please work. Watching them make caramel makes me want someone who's such a beginner want to just try it just to see how hard it is. It is actually really hard. It's (laughs) really hard. Like it's real. I don't know. They all seem to not really have a problem with it crystallizing. But every time I've ever made caramel, I have started out with at least one batch that crystallizes. So yeah. Yeah. Just well, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. It's what week seven, and we are really hitting the ground running with Caramel Week. So, what's yes. your first note? Okay, my first note was just about Jurgen talking about it. But are you, are you ready to dive into the signature, or do you have pre-show notes? Well, my only pre-show note was Lizzie saying, "I can't be trusted with molten sugar." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I love Noel's sweater. I actually think that, yeah, and Lizzie's outfit. But Lizzie I, has two I, aprons on. She's wearing a, an apron under her apron. It's so great. She's just the best. And I love that Noel's sweater is really raising it to a new level. I had this thought that I'm like, Noel should put up like a Poshmark for all of his outfits and like donate the money to charity because I would definitely buy one of his sweaters. Totally. Noel, if you're listening. Noel, <laughs> we have a side hustle for you. Um. <laughs> Okay, so the signature challenge this week is a highly decorative, sharing-sized caramel tart. A tart, Brandon asked me this. He was like, what is the definition of a tart? It's really just like a shallow, anything that's housed in a shallow pastry crust. So like a shallow pie crust, basically. And I would say that the difference between a pie and a tart is that typically, a, I mean, the, the dish is a lot more low and shallow, but also a tart... I would venture to say, and this is just me making up my own pastry etymology, cannot have a top, have a top that's made out of pastry. Like imagine a pie can have like a lattice or a top that's made out of, of crust, a tart. And I don't think has that. So we're talking about like really thin crust on the bottom. We're talking about the, the, it has to have the dominant flavor to be caramel. And then it needs to have highly decorative elements on the top. Everyone is kind of split into two camps about this. There's one camp, which is Lizzie, Jurgen, and George who are doing a custard, which means that they are making their car- like a caramel custard. And after they blind bake their crust, they're putting it back in the oven. 
And then Chiggs, Christelle, and Giuseppe are doing of like a cold set pie where it's more like a pudding or something where it doesn't have to go back in the oven. And I'm saying pudding in the American definition of the word, not pudding to mean like any type of dessert. <laughs> um, and so theirs comes out, they bake their crust completely, pour in their filling and then put it in the fridge to set. So we'll talk about the, diff- the significance of those differences in a minute. But the first thing about this challenge is that Christelle has this long sweater on with these big, loose sleeves. And I am immediately like, why would you wear that? Well, here's the other uh, issue that I have, not to be gross, but I can't stand that some people like wear their hair down when they're cooking because inevitably something's going to fall in there. And that grosses me out to no yeah. end. So I'm like, I get you, you, you want to look fashionable and cute, but right. please pull your hair back. <laughs> yes. Um, and then my friend Heather also sent me some notes and she says that she thought Prue had some Miss Frizzle on Space Day vibes, which I could see that. She had like some lightning bolt earrings. I was thinking more like a little bit 90s, but okay. So the like I was saying, the problem here that we're facing is that the people who put their, um, there's two camps, the, the, the go back in the oven camp and the go straight into the fridge camp. The go back into the oven camp are going to have a challenge because then theirs needs to continue to cool down before they can put their decorations on top. And a part of this challenge is that it needs to be highly decorative. Mm-hmm. And they're worrying that all of their decorations are going to melt. Which I'm thinking like, again, when we're getting to this advanced level, mm-hmm. aren't you? Th- I, I don't know. I, I don't want to assume because obviously I'm, I'm not a contestant, but I'm thinking if I was walking into a challenge like this and knew that this was coming, or at least when you have something with this limited amount of time, you have to take temperatures into consideration. Aren't you thinking about that piece of like, am I going to have enough time? And I'm not even going to risk it at this point to not have things cool down so that I could decorate them appropriately. Because when you said like the two camps, I immediately noticed the people that didn't have the time to cool down their tart, everything melted. (laughs) And it's like, Exactly. Why aren't you so, planning? Why don't you plan ahead for this? So let's go through. We can can go through in the order that they were judging. And I'll tell you what they made and tell you how it went. First of all, my other note about not first of all, like fourth of all, my other note about this challenge is at one point, Noel walks up to someone and is like, oh, that looks delish. And it reminded me that he has dropped delish delosh from last season, which very grateful that that is not did not make a comeback. <laughs> delish delosh. I hated delish delosh. Remember, guys, he used to say that all last year, and everyone was like, and everyone being stop me, trying like, to stop make fetch happen. Delish delosh. So Lizzie is the first one who's going to get judged. She has made a caramel custard with caramelized pineapple. It is called "My Tart Will Go On" as a nod to Celine. God, and she's the best. She's saying like, her, in, even in practice, it hasn't gone well. Which so I'm nervous for Lizzie. <laughs> um, her cream on top does melt a bit, but they actually really love the flavor. The crust is good. It's a little bit rushed, but mm-hmm. overall, she does pretty well considering how rushed it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up is Christelle. She made an apple pecan miso caramel tart. She is like all in on the miso caramel. She made this two weeks ago too. Yeah. And hers looks neat. Her, but her caramel is a little bitter, but she does pretty good. Chiggs is doing a chocolate coconut and ginger caramel tart. And it looks amazing, but the flavors are too strong. He does fair, even though it looks really good. Like the components just aren't there. Then we have Giuseppe who did an apricot and hazelnut caramel tart. And his also looks amazing. He has like this amazing sugar work on top. And the pastry is good, but the caramel is runny. It's a little too sweet. The hazelnut flavor is too strong. They're saying like it it needed to be dominantly caramel and we're dominantly getting hazelnut. And so he doesn't do great either. So I felt like Chiggs and Giuseppe's looked the best, but they really kind of 
were let down when it came to their actual components. Then there's Jurgen. Um, he has done a triple nut caramel delight with walnuts, pistachios, and pecans. And his just does not come together. It's too hot. It's not decorated enough. It's too chewy. They say it's not your best. It's not your best. It's not what we asked for, which Oof. is another, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then George, finally, his is melted. He does a Banoffee-esque tart, which Banoffee is banana cream pie with chocolate and coffee. And he, so his is a chocolate crust with caramel custard, banana, and cream. And it's totally melted. The crust is thin, but the custard is curdled. So as we all know, custard is basically just whipped or not even whipped, just eggs mixed with hot cream and butter and egg yolks, sometimes even only egg yolks. It kind of depends on your custard. And so the cooking temperature for custard is really important because if you cook it too fast, it'll just turn into scrambled eggs. And that's what happens here. His caramel is still liquidized. The flavor is not strong enough. Like he really doesn't do well at all. And coming into this week, we have always been, we've already been saying from last week and the weeks before, like George is going to be, you know, the tide is rising and it's going to be washing over George soon. And so this feels like it's sort of coming, that prophecy is sort of coming true with this um, challenge. So I feel like no one completely nails it, which I mean, caramel is tricky, but man, this far into the show, you would think someone's going to nail it. Yeah, someone's going to nail it. Or at least mm, I I was a little surprised too that everyone kind of fell in the middle of the road because also no one really bombed. There were a couple comments. Was it this one where they were like, oh, that's going to take our teeth out? I worried the entire episode that someone was going to lose a tooth when (laughs) Paul or Prue were going to lose a tooth while they were making a, while they were doing taste tests. Well, and they, I don't know. I do kind of feel like George bombed, but I feel like Christelle overall did the best. And then Lizzie, I would say actually did really well. Mm-hmm. And George and Jurgen were at the bottom, which Jurgen never at the bottom. Yeah. Never at the I bottom. Think. Really surprised. Okay. So going into the technical, the clue that Paul gives is this is not that difficult. So we expect perfection and not excuses. Whoa. Okay. Dad, Paul got it. <laughs> not mad. Just disappointed. Just, no, you can do better. <laughs> So they need to make 10 identical caramel biscuit bars. They're ba- these are basically Twix. We're making homemade Twix today. Normally at this part of the show, we stop to talk about my technical bake from last week, from but last I did year. not make the baklava because this week was very exciting for me and I started a new job. Uh, that meant that just at no point during the week did I have the mental capacity to embark on like a four hour long no, baklava. Nor should you. And that's fair. So instead, okay. I drank wine and ate soup last night. That's great. even better. It was kudos to you. Um, But I am excited to make these, these Twix homemade, not don't call it a Twix, Twix bars. They have 90 minutes, which that's not very long. And the recipe is very sparse. So now we're getting into like, okay, this, this recipe is not that complex, but we're not going to tell you how to do it. So basically what it is, is it's a shortbread biscuit with caramel on top and then coated in chocolate. They are looking for it to be very neat and uniform. The caramel on top has to be this very specific consistency. Like we all know that kind of candy bar consistency where it's soft enough, obviously to bite through. And then it's like kind of sticky enough that you get a little string when you pull it away, but it's not so hard that you can't chew through it. And it's not like stringy, so stringy that it's, it's allowed to hold its shape and sit on top of the biscuit instead of running all over the biscuit and being more of like a coating. Like it still needs to be a distinct layer. They're really, so like overall, this whole challenge is all about the textures. They want the shortbread to be really crumbly, but not, but like, you know, not too crumbly. They need, like I said, the caramel has to find a nice middle, middle balance. They need the chocolate to cover it and not be too thick, but not, you know, but have a full coverage. It's all about each component being the exact right yeah. texture. And everyone needs to look the same. They need to look yes. neat, the presentation. So it 
kind of combines everything that they've been wanting this entire season. Exactly. And so everyone's struggling with the caramel thickness. They're all struggling with how to dip the chocolate. They're like, do I pour? Do oh I dip? Oh my gosh, that was like... Spread? I mean, everyone doing it differently, like using their hands to dip it in. I'm like, that looks... No. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. even do that. <laughs> and George is a mess as always. His is just all over the place. So everybody, like nobody, again, nobody really nailed it. In last place, we have George. His was a mess. You couldn't chew it. The caramel was rock hard. Lizzie came in second from last. Her biscuit was too soft. The caramel was all over. It didn't like sit in a layer on the top. It was rubbery and messy. The flavor was good, but it was just kind of the execution was completely wrong. Then Christelle, hers was rushed. Her biscuit was a little bit soggy, too much chocolate. Chigs came in next. His was also rushed and too soft, but the flavors were good. Second place was Jurgen. It was a good caramel and a good biscuit, but it was not too, it was not neat enough. And then Giuseppe wins. His was his were neat and uniform with a good caramel, but still a soggy biscuit. And everyone claps for Giuseppe. And Paul's like, I wouldn't clap for that. Like, no, none of you did very well in this. And that's again, like Paul is just. He's, he's just brutal this week. Yeah, he was very brutal. He's like, yeah, even though you're clapping for Giuseppe for winning, it's not clap worthy. Ouch. So mean. So mean. So at this point, George is seriously at the bottom. He's come in clearly last in the signature, all the way like dead last in the technical. And I think Lizzie is also definitely in trouble at this point because her signature was fine, but she really didn't, you know, did not do well in and like her signature could have been a lot better and she did not do well in the technical. And no one is really a front runner at this point, which because Jurgen, you know, was won the technical, but he did terrible in the showstopper, or excuse me, the signature. And Giuseppe, I feel like also really didn't do well in the signature, even though he did pretty well in the technical. So it feels like it's anyone's game at this point still. Okay. So the showstopper is a visually spectacular caramel dessert complete with a sugar work dome or sphere. It must have one baked element and two caramel components. Do you say caramel or caramel? I was just thinking that because I was like, what did I say when we said, I think I said caramel, caramel week, caramel, caramel, caramel. I did not say caramel when we opened this episode. I think it's, yeah. I think I said it's caramel week. Caramel, caramel, caramel. 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 I think caramel sounds so American. Caramel. Yeah, caramel. <laughs> Gonna get us caramel week. But that's what I say. Caramel. Fair enough. I think I also normally say caramel until I'm talking about caramel week. Right. Until we're really analyzing yes. the word, then we're like caramel. <laughs> okay. We'll go through, let's see here. I'm gonna tell you each what person was who was making what, and then we'll go through the judging. Chiggs's is called a caramel mistake, which you're just kind of dooming yourself with that name, Chiggs. Yeah, Chiggs, come on. Come on. Can I just it's, side note that Chiggs looks really cute in this episode? So cute. The glasses. So, yeah. I'm very into his glasses. I he thought was, it was funny when Noel did that thing where he went around the, the tent and was like, I'm going to um, describe everybody. everyone. Yeah. He said that Giuseppe was Al Pacino if he was a character on a Guess Who board. <laughs> and Miles got Guess Who for his birthday. And so we've been playing it. And so like Guess Who is like really relevant to my life right now. And I was just, it was so true. But what my, did he say about Chiggs? I can't remember Chiggs, but I my favorite one was when he said that Jurgen is the main puppet in Labyrinth. I about died. <laughs> it's like when, the accuracy. <laughs> Lizzie, he said Lizzie was Princess Leia dressed as a children's bullfighter. Yeah. And I was like, there's children's bullfighting? I'm so confused. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> okay. So Chigs, again, caramel mistake. Ch uh, there's going to be a chocolate flower 
with some pecan, caramel, chocolate, and caramel mascarpone mousse. So a lot of elements here. Everybody's has have a lot of elements. Giuseppe is doing a salted caramel mousse and praline with apricot caramel glaze. Jurgen talk is sitting there saying, it's got to be a harmony of textures and flavors. I'm like, Jurgen, just just love you. His has 107 steps. This is not an exaggeration. He shows us his like he has a plan. He has a plan he has and it's notes. 107 steps long. It's it's gonna have caramel. It's gonna have hazelnut praline. There's so many things I couldn't take notes. How is he going to do all this? I am worried for Jurgen. There's lady fingers. There's there's so many things going on here. George is doing a salted caramel Italian meringue buttercream with buttercream and chocolate ganache. He's like kind of trying to keep it simple, which he needs. We all know George needs to keep it simple. Lizzie is doing a cake or a dessert called roses really smell like caramel. Everything sits in a sugar bowl. So instead of doing a dome on top, she's holding everything in a bowl and it's going to have honeycomb and peanut brittle and like little things shaped like roses. Hers looks like it's going to be completely different than everyone else's, mm-hmm. which, which is I appreciate. Like, is going to yeah. pay off or is it going to backfire? Yeah. And they all joke about her finesse or lack of it. Yeah. Which I'm like, you know what? Does Lizzie need finesse? Lizzie is Lizzie. Can we stop with the finesse? Yeah. Lizzie is Lizzie. Don't try to make Lizzie into Christelle. Who, Christelle, by the way, is doing a cake that is a tribute to her grandfather who brought a cactus plant over to her house one day and then the next day tragically and suddenly passed away. And I feel like every all of her showstoppers have some tie to her relatives, which I really appreciate. I, I do that's too. Really sweet. Did you see the picture of her with that cactus? Yeah. It was like 10 feet tall. It was in a bizarrely tall and thin cactus. Very phallic. Very phallic. So hers is going to have little cacti on top. It will be a caramel mousse with caramel sauce and miso caramel rocks and a chocolate mirror glaze. Lots going on, but it looks like it's going to be really good. As we're going through here, Chig's glaze is not going well. He like pours the caramel into the um, cream and it just is too hard. And he's using an immersion blender. And I'm like almost yelling at the TV, Chigs, start over, start over, start over, Chigs. But he did not. Giuseppe's is so sticky. Like well, he's Chiggs trying to lift it. did redo his caramel. I mean, he, I guess what I mean is like, he just took it so far. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like stop now. Just don't even yeah, try. Because it just was so hard. Over. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. When he had that immersion, immersion blender, I was like, yeah. why this are is you not trying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just going to go through like my kind of impressions. And then you can let me know yeah. if you... Giuseppe's is so sticky. He's like trying to move it around and it's just like literally strings of caramel everywhere. Um, I also noted in this episode that, you know, every time Matt or Noel says a joke, they cut to Christelle because she's the only one who laughs. It's It's always only Christelle. (laughs) They always cut to her. Good job, Christelle. Way to give them the laughter. Yes. And then everyone except for George to make is using something that I didn't catch the name of and they kept saying it and it wasn't something that I'm familiar with. I didn't catch the name to make their dome, except for George, who's using real sugar instead of the other thing. And the other thing, whatever it is, isomalt. Isomalt is what it sounded like to me. I, yeah, I don't know what that is, but Google it. Please do. Everyone else is using that because it's apparently easier to work with, except for George. And he's doing an actual sugar dome. And he's like, am I going to get more points for this? And I'm like, George, don't pick the hardest thing, George. Mm -hmm. We know. What have we learned? Isomalt I'm, is a sugar substitute created from real sugar that has been made from beets. Okay. While not as sweet as sugar, it can be blended with other sugar substitute sweeteners like sucralose to increase the sweetness. Isomalt is used in sugar-free candy creation and sugar sculpture. 
Okay. Well, there we have it. I smelled the other notes I have for this, like Lizzie's she's doing her, like I said, she's doing a bowl. She's using blue instead of clear. So hers is not going to be transparent, which I have a question about. And then as they're making their domes, everything is very, very, very tense. Chiggs has a face shield on, which I don't understand, but I think was very dedicated, very dedicated. They could have put on a face shield at one point. I saw Christelle use one, but I wonder Mm -hmm. if it has to do with the heat and when they're pouring it, if it could like fall up into their face, totally (laughs) like fly up into their face. Yeah. Burn their eyeballs. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Christelle has to literally make hers five times. Everyone's panicking on behalf of Christelle. Lizzie is like really helping her. It's very intense moment, Mm -hmm. but she, she pulls it off in the end. So they start out judging with Christelle. Her dome does actually come out. It's a little bit cloudy, but it's not bad. And the rest of the cake looks amazing. Miles, my six-year-old was like, it looks beautiful. He loved this one. It was his favorite one. They like the glaze. She has great piping skills. Christelle just always blows it out of the water with her piping skills. The flavor is good. The biscuit layer is decent. The chocolate layer is too thick. The mousse is stodgy. Paul kind of rips it apart. In my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, he does. Prue is like, you oh, can tell, I like it. And yeah, Prue, you can tell Prue's like down to eat all of these. She's like, I just really want to have some more. Yeah, and Paul's like, like laying down the hammer while she's he really is. It. I felt like she was doing well. And then at the end, Paul just like rips it apart. I was like, okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next is Jurgen. And I cannot believe he pulled this off. I can't either. It looks beautiful and it looks very neat. And so many elements that he actually, the hundred and some odd steps that he did. Yeah. Completed all 107 steps. Proper. It's delicious. Proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. There you go. Every layer is amazing. I feel like he could win Star Baker just on this. It's I'm blown away. And they're like, welcome back to the tent, Jurgen. Jurgen's back. The Jurgenator, as we mm-hmm. as you might say. I, I thought it was really funny when they were talking about, I think it was Matt. He and Matt were talking about nicknames. And he was like, do you have any nicknames at home? And he's like, as a German, I don't understand why people put S's on the ends of things. <laughs> like Jurgens or Jurgs. And he's like, no, would I call you Matt's? <laughs> he's like, as a German, I don't understand why people put S's on that. I'm like, oh, I love you even more. Oh, Jurgen. He can like, say oh, anything at this really. point. And I'm like, I love I Jürgen. Oh, Jürgen. Giuseppe, his dome is cloudy, but a good shape. It's overall pretty elegant, but the caramel is so drippy and sticky. The textures are kind of odd. The mousse is pasty and stodgy. He doesn't do that well. This has not been Giuseppe's week. I don't feel like he's in danger of going home by any means because Giuseppe not doing well is still just as good as everyone else doing pretty well. Exactly. But like he has not nailed it this week at all. No. And he's he's kind of looking a little defeated with Yeah, He did win the technical, but that's true. He did not not nail worthy technical. No, exactly. Chig's is next. His looks messy. It leaked. It did not set. It's the wrong color. The dome is too cloudy. His chocolate work is nice and his layers are even, but overall it's just too messy. Prue loves the flavors, but Paul kind of rips this one apart as well. And then George is next and his actually looks amazing. His dome really came through. He does get extra points for the sugar dome, but it's a little bit too dry. Paul you know, it's like you needed to have more buttercream in there or you needed a mousse or something, another layer that isn't so like dry cakey, but Prue loves it. And I'm kind of like, I wonder if George saved himself. And last up is Lizzie. And again, it just looks so different from everyone else. I really liked it and they like it, the look of it too. They're like, we asked for finesse and we got it, but they don't love the kind of way that, and then they're like, it's just like a trifle in there. Like you made this bowl and then just like shoved cake in it. This shoved everything in there. Yeah. But, right. but part of me is like, yeah, but also how else would you do it? Unless you made some like rounded, perfectly shaped 
circular cake to gently lower into it. But I guess, I mean, maybe she could have, but I thought, I thought it looked amazing. They didn't really love the flavors. No, it was stodgy. It was too sweet. And they were like, it was very brave. Mm-hmm. And when they say that, and that's sort of their feedback, they're like, it was very brave. Yes, it was very brave. You may go. And I'm like, I really don't feel like I have a sense of how she did. Yeah, I don't either. Because they were kind of like, you really, I think they were impressed in her kind of a, taking a step outside of the norm. And it wasn't a total disaster. So I think they appreciated her step away into like this creative realm, but it didn't also sound like they knocked the socks off in terms of flavor. Right. Her feedback was very hot and cold. Like some of it was like, this is amazing. You definitely gave us finesse. And then the rest was like, but it's too sweet. Like, yeah. Well, and they did like pickle- sage. They, so right. What was it? Sage caramel. The sage caramel. Yeah, like, what'd they you think? Like- and they're like, I've never had oh, it before. Oh, I've never had Paul was it. Paul was basically like, I've never had anything like this before, which is like, is that good? Or yeah. Is that, is that, that a good thing? So they didn't rip her apart. And I think that there's, there was some kind of like saving grace in all of that that they really liked, but I got the sense that it was like just right in the middle. So going into the final judging, I feel like it's, you know, again, no one has nailed it completely this week, but I'm feeling like Jurgen is at the top. I could see Giuseppe. I could see Christelle. I feel like Christelle is the epitome of the baker who like never wins, but always does amazing. Like, okay, if you guys don't follow our other podcasts and know that we are deeply rooted in CrossFit, podcast like we started as a CrossFit podcast low those many many years ago she's like the rich froning I was just gonna say the rich froning because it's like you never 1000% it does like the best but like collectively you never win the event but you win the competition as a whole and you don't burn yourself out by never like you don't come in first all that often in the individual events but over time you accumulate the most points because you have all these second and third place finishes That's how I feel about Christelle. So Star Baker is Jurgen. Yay, Jurgen. And he really, I think he deserved it. I think Especially I cannot. With that showstopper. I'm I'm in shock. Like there was no drama at all. He just like, I'm he fine. Finished I'm fine. Probably, yeah. Execution. <laughs> like five minutes beforehand. He was yeah. like, I'm done. No He's problem. never sweating. He's just yeah. having a lovely time. He's just having a lovely time. And it almost feels like he's just like, he truly is just trying to do his best. Yeah. I feel like off camera, Right. They probably don't show this. I could just picture him like sitting in a chair while things are cooling or baking. He's just enjoying a German beer and having like I can, a. I feel a like lovely. I can just imagine him like in like a rocking chair off the side, not even having a beer, just doing that thing where he like just like is patting his legs, like la la la. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He just playing seems his so trombone. Un- yes. He seems so unruffled. And then I am really thinking it could very much be Lizzie or George. Like Lizzie didn't really show up the way she needed to. She did better than she's done in the past, but, you know, in terms of finesse, but not really that well. And George did terrible in the first two challenges, but his showstopper was so good. I'm like trying to decide. I know. I I was really felt like it was a toss up. I was con- convinced it would be George, though, just because I know that they don't judge on past weeks, but I'm like, I right. just feel like George is constantly hanging on by a thread. Yes. So in the end, it is George who goes home. I was a little surprised, but the way Paul described it, which made more sense, was he's like, you know, it was a tough call. They were both right at the bottom. It could have been either of them. But in the end, George made more mistakes than Lizzie did over the course of the weekend. And that to me was like, okay, when you put it that way, that's so true that, you know, even though his showstopper was better, his other two were so much worse. 
that like if you tally up all the tasks that were done, he definitely botched way more tasks mm, throughout the mm-hmm. weekend. So, you know, I think it was time for George to go home. I think it will probably be Lizzie next week. She just doesn't have the finishing touches. Right. As we all know, she never has. And she doesn't quite have those finishing touches. I feel like at this point, you know, we're most likely looking at a still Jurgen and Giuseppe in the final. And then again, like we're still... I think it, I'm still going to say Christelle. Christelle. Yeah. What about Chiggs? Where do you think he's going to land with all of this? I think Chiggs will. I feel like Chiggs and Christelle really can go head to head. I, I would agree put Christelle you. over Chiggs though. Yes, exactly. I like, I think they could go head to head, but I think overall Christelle is, has been more consistent. Whereas like Chiggs yeah. has had some high highs and some low, low lows. lows. Agree. I don't feel yeah. like Christelle's had any real low lows. No, I don't think she has either. It's just been really like. Well, he could have done this better. Yes, exactly. The rich proning. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Lizzie, as much as I want her to keep going, I think you're right with her lack of finesse and using their words. I would argue that she's just marches to the beat of a different drummer. And I think that that is, I don't know. I, I, I get that they want to appreciate Lizzie, but I think they also have like a very specific look of what they want. And I guess that's fair. It is their show. Yeah, Chigs and then Chigs and then Christelle. So I'm gonna I'm gonna probably predict that the top three will be Jurgen, Giuseppe, and Christelle. Okay, if you had to decide who was gonna win Star Baker, who would you say? Giuseppe. Who I feel like I'm it's I'm such a toss up, but all I keep thinking is like how Giuseppe is when he really brings the th- the brings the heat of the things that he knows well and does well, he just is a different it's like a different level. It's like next level That's creations. true. I think it'll all depend on what that last week on what it is agree mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah i'll be curious all right guys well thank you for joining us for another week of on your marks Good set bake we love doing this podcast it's so much fun please share it with your friends with your family with your coworkers, with your baking buddies with your mom who loves to bake and you can tag us on instagram we love it when you tag us when you listen to this podcast at joy and claire underscore please let us know what your predictions are for who will be star baker who will win the coveted engraved cake stand. You can find us online, joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. You can listen to one of our other two fantastic podcasts. This is Joy and Claire and Girls Gone Wad podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We will talk to you again next week. On your marks. Get set. Bake. That was close. We're getting better. <laughs> We're never going to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>